Hey there, everyone. I see that you're back. Well, thank you, and it's always a pleasure. I'm so excited for today's show, and I know you guys are going to love it, too. You know, it's not too often that I come across someone that is more refreshing than a cold glass of water. But I did. Yeah. Her name is Genesis Amaris Kemp. Such a kind and gentle and warming person, you know? Very wise. You know, we have that in common. And I'm so excited because, you know, like back in the day when I was always like, oh my gosh, my sweaty palms, I'm nervous. What if they don't like it? <laughs> Me and my crazy self, and I don't even need my therapist anymore, so that obviously means that I've come a long way. Why are you guys looking at me like that? Guys, come on. I don't need my therapist. Stop. <laughs> Anywho, don't mind them. Don't mind them. Well, how about this? How about we just go on ahead and do what we do here at Voices of Courage, unite and welcome Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp. Welcome to the show, and it's a pleasure to be here with you today. Hey everybody, welcome back to my show. This is your host, Brandy J, with Voices of Courage Unite. Today I have with me here an amazing guest that I'm so happy to to have, and her name is Genesis Amaris Kemp. And Miss Genesis, I probably screwed it up again, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. We're all about giving people grace, so... You know, you tried, so you get an A for an A or an E for effort, whatever people say these days. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate you for that. Some people would have crucified me. <laughs> thank you, but thank you for joining us today. Thank you. I really appreciate you coming on here. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Brandy. And I'm definitely looking forward to having, you know, a fruitful conversation. Yes, most definitely, most definitely. So can you do me a great one and let our listeners know who you are and what you'll be sharing with us today? Hey, everyone. As Brandy J introduced me, uh, I am Genesis Amaris Kemp. I'm from Houston, Texas. I am an author. I recently released my book back in May, Chocolate Drop in Corporate America, From the Pit to the Palace. And by day, I work in oil and gas. I have 11 and a half years experience in the industry, and I will currently be transitioning out of oil and gas this coming February. So I'm looking forward to where life is going to take me. And I want to, you know, come on here and give you some wisdom nuggets and encourage you to launch out deep and not be afraid to step outside of your comfort zone. Thank you. Thank you. That's, that's amazing. As I um, got more familiar um, from what you do, what attracted me the most was I liked how you put the, um, it's the chocolate drop in corporate America. (laughs) (laughs) Like a, you know, it it draws you in. So I like that. I like that. And then um, as I, you know, went on in there, I see, you know, as you just spoke of right now, which what you do, can I ask you how or when, when did you decide that's what you wanted to do is to, you know, help people tap into what they truly should be doing? I guess I decided a while ago, but what really pushed me was the fact that I was, you know, I 
got the news that my dad passed away the day before Thanksgiving. And then a week after that, I got the news that I would be laid off after working for this big Fortune 500 company after seven years. So I was like, okay, that's confirmation. When one door closes, a bigger and better one opens. So it's really time for me to turn up the heat and, you know, get going because, you know, tomorrow is not promised. And whenever I think about, you know, the fact that I lost my dad so early, you know, the day before he was fine, we were laughing, you know, I talked to him at the hospital. And then the next day I got the call that, you know, he was found unresponsive. So I was like, you know what, I want to live every day as if it were, you know, my last. And I want to encourage people out there who may be struggling, whether it's mentally, physically or emotionally, because I feel like there are so many people that have passed on who they never even got a chance to tap into their dreams because they allowed fear or limitations to grip them. So true. So true. And it's important. A lot of people need that type of support, especially like, especially now. And when you just said that um, you got the news that you were getting laid off, you know, and some, and some people, even what you were going through, some people, there's a breaking point, you know, and for some that right there is just the, the fine lining. So what would you say to someone that does, isn't, I, w- I don't want to say isn't that strong, but how would they stay afloat when you hear some news like that? Well, what really helped me was, you know, my faith in God and the values that, you know, both of my parents instilled in me at a young age. Because, yes, after losing, you know, a parent and then losing your job, like, you know, and hearing the news back to back, you're it's natural for you to be like, damn, like, you know, seriously, like this couldn't have happened. But you have to think, sit back and think, okay. Why did it happen to you? And is it happening to you or for you? Because sometimes whenever we switch our perspective and we think about it and, okay, yes, this happened to me, but it's happening for me to push myself to the next level. And when you think about it that way and you think about all the things that you have accomplished and all the things that you have to look forward to, it makes it a lot easier to hold yourself up mentally And what another thing that really helped me too was having my tribe around me, which are my, which are the people that are close in my circle, which are some of my families and my friends. So the people who are my support system to push me and encourage me, that is also helpful, especially whenever the world is throwing darts at you left and right. And you're not sure if the person may crumble. Yeah, yeah. So true. And you, you know, once again, my condolences and then you losing your father. It's like, that's, that's uh, something right there. A, a real, te- you know, like a test, to sh- you know what I mean? To show how strong you can really weather, you know, in the, in the storm, because that's like, that's a load right there. But we're very capable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, and that's, that's why I wanted, um, I thought it was a great idea for my listeners to, to, to hear you because I've, I hear a lot of people, I heard someone say the other day, huh, and it kind of made me want to cry, um, that they wanted to give up. You know, they didn't know what else to do. They wanted to give up. There was um, a lot of people in the um, African-American community, you know, they felt a little hopeless with everything going on. And, and 
Yes, go ahead. No, no, no. And I was going to say that is very sad whenever someone says that they want to give up. And it's so funny that you that you said that because I ran across a lady who we're friends with on Facebook, but I haven't met her in person where she said that she was just tired and she just wanted to go. But it, but she she's also pregnant too. And I said, no, you have so much more to live for. And whenever we hear things like that, or we read something, you have to act on it because there are so many people that are battling with depression or battling, you know, silently that sometimes they say stuff and it may be a cry out for help, but we just take it. Oh, okay. You know, that's just them just talking outside the box, but that may be their way of, you know, crying out and saying, okay, this is how I feel. And they may want you to say something and you don't know your reaction to what they're saying can, you know, help them either go left or right. So it's so important that we're mindful of what people say and how we react to what they say, because we may be the voice that they need in order to keep on going and to give them some hope and, you know, encourage them, them to keep lighting their torch. Yes. Amen. Amen. So I always, um, I teach, so I always ask my students, do you want to be that voice that you can either lift, some, be uplifting, or do you want to be a voice that destroys of destruction? Because either way it goes, it's very powerful. It's all how you choose to, to use it, you know? So that that's very important to be mindful and listen when people are, people are, are talking. Yeah. Um, so I like this name and I want to ask you what inspired the name of um of your business like where'd you pull that from so I'm I'm African-American and I'm also first generation American as well so I was like okay you know I'm the only black person on my team but I got so tired of people saying oh she's just black or she's just African-American so I wanted something fun and cute so I came up with chocolate drop but that wasn't my original name. I really wanted to do something with Hershey, Hershey Kiss or something like that. But I didn't want to be sued since, you know, Hershey is trademark. So I was like, oh, you know what? Let me just put Chocolate Drop in corporate America because I'm also in, the, in corporate America working. And I wanted something that, you know, was edgy but also controversial as well because I wanted people to, like, you know, stop and think, okay, I wonder what Chocolate Drop in corporate America is or is that – you know, just for black people or whatever. And I wanted them to really get their internal wheels going. That was smart. That was genius. <laughs> <laughs> Creativity. Use it in anything. <laughs> <laughs> so as far as um as I read, like you and, and I truly believe this too, you know, doing what makes you happy and and finding out what it is you you love and I find it, I see that um, there's a lot of people that don't really know that. And I'm like, I know it's in there. And I guess you have the right person comes along. You, you kind of pull that out of them, right? Yep, that's very true. And I would say sometimes whenever people like, whenever they're struggling with finding their purpose and then finding their passion I think if you find what you're passionate about then that will help you formulate what your purpose in life is because your passion is something that you're going to do where you love it you're not going to be tired of doing it and you're naturally good at it and that should feed into your purpose and your purpose is 
going to help you align with what your destiny assignment and calling is while you're here on this earth. But it's so important that we take time out to practice self-awareness and write down all the qualities that we do have and the things that we do very well and where we could see ourselves being a SME, which is a subject matter expert, and allow those things to build into your purpose. And another thing um, I recently did when I was writing my book was I did a discovery exercise that I call, Who Am I? So who is Genesis? And I wrote down all the things that I am. And that helped me formulate who I am. Because when we're going through life, I feel like when we are children, so many people ask us, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? But they never even stop to ask us, who do you want to be when you grow up? So I think it's so important to have a who am I exercise because we can be easily distracted or we can be easily manipulated by what everyone else around us wants us to be, but not who we want to be. And are we being our authentic self? That is that is so true, and I see that like in the um, in the education uh, area, I noticed that there's a from the years I was in it, there's a lack of that when it comes to the young people and the youth to get them inspired to want to be and grow into who they want to be versus kind of who we're shaping them to be. If that makes sense, like. Mm. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And I definitely want to um, take my book and some of my teachings into the school system, because I think it's important to get the children at a young age where they're, you know, they're open to learning new things. And at very young ages, they're like a sponge. So they're able to absorb so many things, because I feel like we need to start instilling in the younger generation, the importance of their morals, their values, their characteristics and et cetera. So we could set them up for success whenever they grow up and, you know, launch out into society and, you know, hashtag adulting where they know like, okay, what is inclusion and diversity? What does that look like? Okay. How do I practice um, finances? How do I do this? Because if we don't prepare them for the future and set them up for success, we're going to run into the same problems that we're already facing now that we, Brandy and me, are seeing as adults. And I think we need to try to change the narrative and change the cycle. Ooh, amen, amen. <laughs> you know how much I just wanted to jump out of my seat when you was talking. <laughs> you said you hit everything on the on the head, the, the financial, the, the the instilling, you know, values, the diversity and, and all of that. That's so important because they focus on like test scores and, and all this stuff. And it's like, how is any of this really going to matter when they get out into the real world and they don't even know how to interact with, with people or their little thrown off because they don't know what diversity looks like so you know you get like I know this one girl she has like a comes off as an attitude problem because she doesn't she's never really been exposed to different you know people and cultures and then the messages that you know are given to her so she's kind of you know that attitude and like what's what use is you know you being very oh that's great <laughs> you know what I mean your, your school your book smart but how are you going to use any of this if you don't even know how to interact with people Yes.
that it starts, we got to start so we can change the narrative. Most definitely. I wanted to ask you, do you see that being um, in the Afri African American community? Is that, was, is that key for us to switch, to change the, the whole narrative? Is, the things that you just said right now, is that what we seem to be missing? Because we're always stuck in that, that, that area of, of the, the schools, the, they always lessen us, like we're the, the lower, you know, no matter where you live, your education, when it resides to African American community, we always seem to be the one that is at the bottom that's losing out. I think it would be a little bit of both. And the reason why I said both is because um, growing up, I went, I went to a school where, you know, some of the some of the time I was the only, you know, African-American or chocolate drop in my class, but the education wasn't different for me. But then if you take that aside and you look at, you know, a neighborhood in Texas where, where I live, so like maybe in Third or Fort Ward where it's predominantly African-American, and I do feel like some of those students aren't giving the full ability to learn as if, you know, someone who lives in the suburbs because, you know, they don't have enough resources or some of the teachers are just there, you know, to pass time, but they're not really taking their time to understand the student or why they're saying what they're saying or why they're behaving the way they're behaving. And if you think about it, in an urban area, some of the parents are working two to three jobs to just provide for their kids. So they don't necessarily have time to sit down and do their homework, to talk to them and stuff, because they're, they're, they're in moving from point A to point B to keep bread, bread and, you know, water and the lights and all of that on, but their kids are, are being neglected. So I think that's where the teachers should come in. But then too, for on the teacher side of things, they only have, you know, eight hours in the school day. They could only do so much because some of the classrooms are overpopulated. So if you have, you know, a 30 to one ratio, how can you really expect that teacher to really impact all of those children? Because some children may need more, more attention than others, but I definitely feel like there needs to be a balance and we have to really look at our education system as a whole. And I feel like no matter where your school district, where your school district is or what area you're zoned to, the education should be unanimous across the board because we want to set up all our children for success. So if you're not teaching on the same level um, with the in the African-American school or the urban areas that you are in a predominantly white area, then you're not doing any justice to the African-American kids. And then you wonder why some of them are statistics, why they sell drugs or why they drop out of school or whatever the case may be. You really have to understand the area that those kids are surrounded in and how we can change that, whether it's, you know, partnering with United Way to get some volunteers in or junior achievement to help them with financial literacy or um, Kiwanis Club, which is Key Club, where we're encouraging them to go out into the community and do community service and service work to know what it what does it look like to give back to our community? What does it look like to help someone that is less fortunate? What does it look like to partner and build relationships outside of my area? Yeah. You said, oh, junior achievement. That, that program right there is amazing 
is when I first walked in there into the, um, oh my God, I walked in and I just said, this is so cute. But it was, you know, I had went just to visit and then I uh, went with my son and then I went again as um, support with my class. And I was just blown away every time how real and how they get to work and, they, and, and how every, t- every time they took that so seriously. You know, they really took their job in and really just showed up in, for the occasion. And I was just so impressed. And I think that's very important that, like you said, we have things like that for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. Um, so uh, as far as, say, from, from the teacher or the school's aspect, I'm pretty sure they can tap in and find those resources. But what about just a parent in in, in general, uh, say, say, for instance, because I'm not sure if this is the case, but as, as for what you, you know, you do, you help people, you know, um, become who they need or who they truly are to be and, and find out what it is, their purpose is and everything. So when you have children and, and you're in that state, at that time, I guess for some people, it would seem hard to um, find that for your child because you're lacking it, right? So what happens with a parent that isn't, you know, not really, if I don't know if this is coming out correctly, that is in that state, would they have to actually be able to find out what their purpose is before you can help your child find out what theirs that makes sense yeah that makes sense so pretty much you're asking and correct me if I'm wrong you're asking okay how would you help a parent who is still struggling to find out what their purpose and identity is in life and how do they go about instilling that in their their own children if they're unable to really instill it in themselves is that your question okay so what I would encourage that parent to do is if if they're, you know, they want to get their kid on the right track, but they're not sure how to do that, look into some mentorship programs within the community. I know Big Brothers Big Sisters is one. I know some local um, churches have mentorships. There's also mentorships in the schools where you could partner them with the older, a older kid. So like if you're in elementary, there are some high schools um, that have a program called PALS, which is Peer Assistant Leadership and Supervision, where they go into the high schools and they spend time with the kids and they talk about different things and, you know, they help them get on track. Or you can look at some nonprofit organizations to help your kid because just because you may be in a hard spot and you're trying to figure it out does not mean that your kid should be suffering while you try to figure out your identity and what your purpose is. Um, And you definitely want to make sure you're planning the appropriate seeds into your children. And I think timing is so critical, especially uh, with children because they grow up so fast. And for the parent out there, just try to partner with organizations um, for adults that maybe have courses on purpose and passion or um, find a, you know, a fellowship, like a fellowship group. Like I know whenever I was going through some of my battles, I went to a church group, but it wasn't, you didn't necessarily have to be a member of the church, but it was called the league, which you're building professional women. And you didn't even have to be a member of the church, but people from all over the Houston, Texas area came and met at a local church here. And we talked about life. We talked about business. We talked about, you know, careers, writing a resume, work and home life balance. And it was so good because there was a wide array of 
topics that we could talk about and we're doing life together with women and I think that's so beautiful because so many so many times in life we just need someone not to be in competition with us but to compliment us and to help us see because see what um what potential we have because sometimes when we're going through certain life struggles we may not always be able to see our full potential but if you have a a true friend or that person that really really understands who you are and gets to know you they could call out some of the things that they see in your life where it will help you live on purpose and you have to be open to feedback and I tell people feedback is a gift so you should be thankful that someone cares enough to give you feedback and constructive criticism because that helps us grow neither one of us brandy or the listeners none of us out here are perfect so you definitely have to give yourself some grace and some mercy but you also have to be open-minded to um taking proper instruction and learning how we can grow and develop as individuals and i hope that answers your question most definitely very much so to be honest with you it, it truly did and also you saying that that just because we're trying to figure ourselves out, our child shouldn't have to suffer. So that's like awareness. Like, okay, I know I'm going through something right now and I have to figure this out, but let me do something for my child. So, you know, like stepping out of that and making sure your child is, because no matter what, they're number one. So even at our worst, we still got to try to be our best to make sure they're okay. Absolutely. And journaling definitely helps too. Like whenever you're going through a battle, it helps to like write things down or even get a vision board because when you can write the vision and make it plain or you could put something tangible so you're able to see where you're going, it helps you hold yourself accountable. Yeah, very much so. So I want to, I also want to ask you, what was some of the hurdles that you had before you got into to this place. And I asked this because, you know, I always try to identify with the, the listeners, let them know, like, you just didn't just wake up one day and get to where you're at. Like, everybody was at some point where where they were or different, but still, you know, been there. So how how was it that, what was it that you had to, the hurdles you had to go through or jump over before you got to where you are now? Okay. So about 11 years ago, um, I'm dating myself, I went through bullying in high school. So I suffered depression. Um, it was it was the dark, the dark part of my life where I called it the pit. So if you notice the subtitle of my book, it says from the pit to the palace. But I was yeah. thankful for the dark season. And the reason why I said I was thankful for it is because during that season, I fell in love with someone. And people ask me all the time, hey, who did you fall in love with? And I said, hey, I fell in love with myself. I learned how to love me unconditionally and how to see me for who I am and the way that God created me to be. And I stopped letting the pressures of the world and other people dictate who I was going to be. And it wasn't until I was going through a depression where I started to realize, you know, the value of self-care and self-awareness and positive self-talk and affirmations. Then fast forwarding in 2015, I lost my little sister. She was 20 years old. Um, she had lupus. 
biologically she was my cousin but we were raised like sisters we were only three years apart and that was the hardest thing I've ever been like been through besides recently now um Vanessa and I were just like ride or die it's like she was my bestie we did everything together so um it was just like so surreal and you know that took me um to I would say borderline depression I wasn't I wasn't in the pit like where I was prior, but it was just losing, losing a loved one and having that void and emptiness and hurt. But I say this to say every time I went through an obstacle in life or faced a trial or tribulation, it helped me become stronger in time because now I'm able to speak about the traumatic experiences that I endured and how I overcame them and how I can help one another Um, other people you know be free and let them know that life happens yes it does suck but you can't wallow in it you have to get back up and keep on going because there's someone that needs you to speak life into them there's someone that needs you to walk it out and there's someone that needs you you know to just be real with them and recently like losing my dad that was very hard for me he passed away the day before thanksgiving And, you know, my dad was like everything to me, like he's been there, you know, since I was a kid. And the only thing that sucks is the fact that he won't get to meet my children. But, you know, I know he's up there in heaven smiling down. My dad was very religious. And I'm grateful that, you know, I did have the time to work from home during the COVID pandemic because it allowed me to be there for my dad whenever he got sick. And no one really knew that, you know, he was going to get sick. It's just he walked into the hospital one day and then he left not walking. So what they did to my dad, I really don't know. But I know in time, you know, the truth always comes out. But I'm just so grateful for those precious moments and memories that I got to cultivate and spend with him during that time. And like I tell people, time is of the essence. It's precious. So you should never take the ones you love for granted because you never know when they may leave you. And then um, recently now um, facing a layoff, you know, that that sucks. But I tell people like sometimes when one door closes, it's just preparing you for where you need to go. And sometimes don't cry over over seasonal things, because if if the door was closed, it was meant to be closed for a reason. And it just means that you completed your assignment in that season. Now it's time for you to go on and plant another seed, be a fertilizer or, you know, water, water the grass or whatever. So you can see what else is out there. But if you keep thinking about the past hurts, the failures, how you weren't good enough, what people said about you, you're never going to achieve your wildest dreams. So I tell people, like, we have to give ourselves grace and mercy. We have to recognize that we are imperfect people trying to become better versions of ourselves daily. And once you realize that life is a marathon and it's a journey, not a sprint, it will help you see things in a better perspective and see things more holistically. So you just really have to, you know, be thankful for for the struggles, be thankful for the areas that you had to, you know, hurt in, be thankful for, you know, the pain, because all of that is making you a stronger man or woman that you're going to be in the future. And 
we all have stories to tell. So that's maybe a chapter in your book if you're led to write. Um, so, yeah, I just definitely want to, you know, tell you, like, for those of you that are listening to this segment with Brandy J and I, I just want to encourage you to don't allow the limitations or the barriers that, you know, people place on you, keep you down. Or if you're struggling with some with something in your life right now, figure out why are you struggling in that area? And then think about ways that you can get out of that area, whether it's to, you know, refuel yourself, refocus or realign. Those are my top three R's that really help me. And the reason why I say refuel is because you don't want to reach the point of burnt out or no return. Because if you're not if you're not your whole and optimal self, how can you help someone else? And if you think about it in flying terms, when you're on an aircraft, they always tell you to put on your mask first before you assist someone else. So it's so important to take care of yourself, mind, body, and soul before you launch out to help others. Then you have to think about refocusing. Refocusing where you currently are. Ask yourself, where I am right now, is it where I want to be? And if not, how do I get to where I need to be? Is it through education? Is it through, you know, stepping away from some negative people in my life? Is it through um, moving to a, geograph- a geographical area? Because sometimes we have to move from point A to B to C, maybe all the way down to F just to come back to A to realize that was the place that we needed to be. So don't be afraid to move out of state. Don't be afraid to, you know, move industries or whatever the case may be. And then realignment. If you think about realignment, let's think about it in car terminology. All of us probably own an automobile or drive one. So after you get an oil change, they tell you to realign your tires and make sure they're balanced. If your tires aren't aligned properly, they're going to pull to the left or the right and your car is not going to drive straight. So it's so important that in life we realign ourselves and recalibrate our system so we can have some equilibrium and have a proper balance, whether it's uh, work, work-life balance, home balance and family and friends balance because we don't want to be so swayed in one area where we where we're neglecting ourselves in another area so in order for us to head down a straight and narrow path we have to realign realign our mind body and soul to have some type of equilibrium to know that we're not being dragged to the left or to the right or pulled up or down and you know just running ragged or running like a chicken with our head cut off. So that's why I came up with my three R's and they are refuel, refocus and realign. And those three should be done in conjunction to help you get on the right track. I like that. Refuel, refocus and realign. Love it. Yeah. Because, um, I know a lot of people that will wear and tear their self down thinking that's what they need to do to get what they need or get to where they need to be. And for me, I feel like that's a detriment because when stuff hits the fan, you're just going to come crumbling down because you didn't take care of yourself. 
Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, you know, we have to truly take care of ourselves, like mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, like a whole circle, like all around. Like you said, refuel, refocus your life. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, yeah, that's a very, very great message. And I keep, I, I want to reiterate this, especially even now, because this is something that's affecting everyone all over the world, no matter what country. And I've been tapping into a lot of them um, during my podcast and I entered to a lot of community communities like in India and just like reaching out, like getting to know different people and hearing the similarities. And we're all human beings that no matter where we are, we go through kind of the same stuff, <laughs> you know? So I think that's important because I want to be able to share. I like that you're here because I want, I'm learning too. want to be able to know how just as a, a person, a citizen, how can I help the next person, you know? And, and I would love like, if you have any, um, ideas or a way to come across to the listeners and let them know how will, how do they help the next person like in the, in this time how can we be more supportive of one another I would definitely encourage people to just you know reach out to your family or friends or if someone has been on your mind that may be an inclination that you need to stop what you're doing and send them a text or call them and say hey you're on on my on my mind, I just want to check to see, are you okay? Or how are you feeling? Because some, sometimes, you know, we have to use discernment to help us throughout our, our day. Another thing is don't be afraid to ask questions. Questions are made to ask. I don't think any question is stupid. And I think we need to be able to be open, open to learning new things and open to new concepts. And we're going to be able to do that whenever we ask questions and we should be able to submerge ourselves in different cultures, different values, and asking people, you know, that we meet, hey, I see that, you know, you're behaving this way, or you say this, this, this way, or you're practicing this, can you tell me more about the reasoning why you're doing that, so I can understand where you're coming from, and that's going to help us develop as individuals as well. And I know we're in a global pandemic right now. So, you know, some people aren't traveling as they used to, but that shouldn't stop you from having, you know, maybe a virtual Zoom meeting where you're connecting with people um, across the thing. Join some networking groups so you're able to stay relevant and you're able to learn or think of ways to be creative and get outside the box since we are facing limitations due to the global pandemic. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I, I think that's really important because, you know, create the, the thing with creativity is some people look at it as like just using it like with uh, like things that people use creativity in, like art and all that stuff. But you can put creativity towards anything, any situation. And so that's why I try to spark in anything I do. I, I put creation into it to how to make it bring life to it, you know. So I've just been wanting to do that for like everyone the universe i just want to help the world that sounds silly some people say that sounds silly but that's what i want to do i want to help the world i just I can't get around <laughs> seize the day you know what they say carpe diem so seize the day seize the moment seize the now yep very very true um, I really appreciate. I know there's so so much more, and I would love to have you you back in 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 the future if you would you know 
do do us oh the yeah honor. <laughs> i'm open to that <laughs> yes yes and before we go i also from from a parent point of view because sometimes it's different like me working with other kids teaching and then being a parent you know sometimes you, you don't you people would think that it'd be easier for you some things have have enlightened me when dealing with my own child when having to have complete patience with another person's child but how as coming from a parent how do I tap in get my son to tap into his abilities because I see something in him and I always tell him you know that you know he's he's good at things and like you know I give him that that positive affirmations and things but I know with some stuff he's not really listening because he's 13 and he thinks he's got it all figured <laughs> out how do I get fired though to to take those things into the next level instead of just letting it sit there and, and do nothing yeah. <laughs> so I'm not a parent yet but um, I do have nieces and nephews so I would encourage you to um, ask him hey what is it that you like to do and if you could do anything today what would it be and just have little little days or random days where you have ex exploratory activities where you're able to see him explore the areas that he's really like he really wants to do whether it's you know playing video games and the reason why I say video games is because what people don't know is esport is a big industry where there's people who build the video games there's people who do graphic designing audio and stuff like that and I recently like a few years I would say two years ago went to an esport event and I was blown away by all the stuff that the kids did and how you can learn from it or if it's you know stem ask him, hey, would you like to do a robotics camp or whatever, or just get to really have a good conversation with him or allow him to kind of lead you to what he wants to do. And then you kind of like reverse the roles in a sense, but still have, you know, the respect, the authority figure and don't let him see you as, you know, oh, she's just my friend and not my parent because then it could go sideways. So if this is making sense, let me know because yeah it's making perfect sense I'm I'm following like like it's like everything's like in my head like like as if it was happening (laughs) sometimes like parents like you know they're so big on projecting things onto their kids and then that overshadows what what the kid wants to do and then they feel that they have to do what you're telling them to do and then it's suppressing their true skills and talents because they want to make you as parents happy but then you know they're not really making themselves happy because they they feel like okay if I tell mom and dad that I want to do this but they're telling me to do x y and z I'm not meeting them where they are or they're not going to you know support me so we have to be able to have it as a two-way street and listen and it should be about give and take but we still need to make sure there are boundaries in place and there's respect in place because I have seen it where some kids try to dominate the parents and that is not acceptable because parents we still need to be parents and do our jobs but we also need to make sure that we are instilling proper balance into our children but then they're also having the ability to come and talk to us and we should be able to talk to our kids about anything because we don't want them to be closed off or start talking to the wrong person where they could be easily manipulated. Yep, that is key right there. 
and that's like my whole one of my goals too as a parent is to I try to I let my son know like you can tell me you come to me with anything there's nothing that you need to be worried or scared of telling me you're safe with me you know and so that's me holding myself accountable too for making sure how I react or I respond to something he may tell me you know and uh yeah most definitely because they will go somewhere else if you shut them down so that's very important that's the last thing we want these days oh my god (laughs) not like how it used to be I don't know it's just scary out there you don't even want to let them go out there because you're like ah (laughs) so yeah definitely definitely I really truly appreciate you um you know, stopping by here and giving us your your wisdom and your time. And I want to uh, ask you, could you let the listeners know your website, um, social media, yeah. where they can find so your So I'm on Facebook as Genesis, and that's G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp. I have a author page as well. It's under Chocolate Drop in Corporate America. I can be reached via email at genesisamarskemp at gmail.com. And I'm also on IG, also known as Instagram, at Lady D, as in Deborah Richardson. And my book is available on Amazon. The paperback is $13. I also have a Kindle version for $2.99. So fairly inexpensive. And it's like the price you would pay for a fast food meal or coffee at Starbucks. <laughs> Awesome. Thank I you. We'll be purchasing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, so everybody, this is the lovely. <laughs> don't kill me now. <laughs> I am horrible with it. Comes, not, I don't know. I wouldn't say that. You know what? I'm not going to give myself a negative. I'm a work in progress. I'll get better at it. At, right. <laughs> I'm a work. See, that was important, wasn't it? <laughs> I caught that. I'm proud of myself. This is the lovely Genesis. Amaris. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to do it again. I'm, I'm, Amaris. I don't know why that, that the simplest things. And I just, okay. Genesis Amaris Kemp, everyone. And definitely, definitely get her book. I'm going to get it. And hopefully you will come back on and we can uh, discuss. Um, have like a, you know. A oh, yeah. I know what you're what talking about. That. Like a live read, like a chapter and some questions or something like that. Yeah, most definitely. I would love to um, do that in the future. Maybe have okay. a, maybe a, maybe one or two, two guests. <laughs> okay, okay, yay! <laughs> well, I thank you so much, and you're always welcome here at um, Voices of Courage Unite. At any time you want to thank stop you by, so much, Brandy J. Thank you, and everybody. Thank you so much, guys. And until next time, peace. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode with Genesis Amaris Kemp. I am pretty sure that she gave a lot of insightful and great advice and was able to help some people, you know, really get to thinking about some things. But what's even greater is that you can definitely check her out and check out her book with the information that she left. Check into the notes that I'll be leaving and also when she spoke in the show. I think it's so, so important that we show support to one another. 
and allow one another to share our experiences, share what we have with one another so we can pay it forward. Because now in these times, we can use it so much, the positivity, the, the creativity, the kindness, the, the support all around, because these are times where people need it and people are going through things. And this is the best part about what we can offer as human beings. So once again, I want to thank you very much, Miss Genesis, and just know that you are always welcome right here. Voices of Courage unite at any given time. And everybody, this is your girl, Brandy J. And until next time, peace. Thank you.